1: Hi everyone and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrack and first of all, I want to wish you all a very happy Valentine's Day and today, thanks to my upcoming guests, this show is going to be all about learning how to love yourself and create more feelings of peace, joy, wellness, clear-mindedness and gratitude and those are words right out of one of these books. Wouldn't it be wonderful? when this pandemic is over, if we could all emerge healthier and happier than ever before, where you discover wellness in ways that you've never considered? Well, today we have not one, but two books that will help you achieve exactly that. The first is called the Akira State Workbook. It's an indispensable guide really to feeling well, looking well, and being well in today's world. And the second book called no worries. And it teaches you how to reframe your thinking so that you can live with less worry and learn how to think optimistically for a happier life. The authors of these two books are David Newton and Lisa Borden. And let me tell you about these two incredible people who are determined to create healthy futures that are possible for everyone. David Newton is an unconventional idealist with a passion for and a dedication to functional movement, foundational wellness, and self-care, productively rewiring the mind-body connection. David was running 40 fitness classes a week prior to this pandemic. He believes that physical and mental complacency as we age are not options. Partnering with Lisa Borden has enabled David's methods and skill set to reach a far wider audience. David Newton is also a movement-based therapist and has worked in the fitness and wellness industry for over 3 decades. He is a yoga teacher, indoor cycling instructor, personal trainer, Ironman, triathlete, well, human and equine Reiki practitioner. And he is also co creator and facilitator, as mentioned, of the Akira Concept Immersive Wellness Solutions. David was a Canadian national sport aerobic gold medalist, representing Canada on two separate occasions at the World Aerobic Championships, ranking ninth in the world. David's passion, work, and philosophies focus on the joy factor graceful aging, gratitude practice, and authentic wellness. All things we love on this show, Finding Your Bliss. He truly enjoys sharing his knowledge for all that is connected to successful and healthful living. David, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you so much. So great to have you here. Lisa Borden is also an unconventional idealist. And don't worry, we're going to find out what that is very soon. Lisa has always demonstrated that wellness is a decision and that growth is based on where those decisions are focused. Her connection and fascination with David's practical and experience-based wisdom began organically when she first discovered David in his fitness classes. Lisa Borden started Borden Communications in 1994, and her communications company really balances purpose and profit, and she specializes in strategic marketing communications and business development that matters. Lisa helps bring voice and shape to people's ideas, coaching them to understand their exact purpose, we love this, and to be their own best expert. Lisa has a dedication and passion for building her wellness-based knowledge and infusing this into her own life as well as the lives of her clients. Lisa is co-creator and facilitator as well of the Akira Concept Immersive Wellness Solutions. And she is also Reiki certified. She truly enjoys sharing her knowledge for all that is connected to successful and healthful working and living. We're about to meet our guest now, but I just wanted to let you know that coming up later in the show is Juno nominated singer with a fabulous new album. And he'll be joining us later on in the program. And that is the talented and awesome Mika Barnes. But first, I'm happy to welcome Lisa Borden to the program. Lisa, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: (laughs) So great to have you both here. I guess my first question, I'm sure all the listeners are wondering this as well, is what is an unconventional idealist?
2: Well, I guess, I mean, we could both answer that. There's so many titles out there. And in wellness-based everything, we found that all titles are overused and we don't want to label ourselves in any way. So unconventional idealist is almost our unlabeled because anyone can be one. So it's, we made up the term for ourselves because Mm -hmm. we just believe that we're sort of conscious visionaries as in we understand what we understand. We're always in quest of doing something more.
0: And we challenge status quo as well. So that makes us unconventional.
2: Yeah. So just wanting to, um, you know, pursue meaningful goals and bring people along um,
1: with us. That's awesome. When I first saw a copy of this book, the Akira State Workbook, and I read the opening quote, which is, open yourself up to the possibility of a healthier future. I was immediately intrigued. I thought to myself, what a perfect gift for someone during this pandemic to immerse themselves in this indispensable guide to looking well, feeling well, and being well in today's world. What inspired you both to create this beautiful workbook, which, by the way, is so user-friendly? Can you describe the inspiration and what the title means?
0: So Akira is actually my horse. So we will be infusing equine energy into, we're both uh, certified Reiki. I have my equine certification as well. The name Akira, the K-I in it, key stands for life energy. So there was that that association there. And Akira is a, a Japanese word and it means powerful, intelligent, present, right? right. Bright. Yeah. So we just, um, it, I guess it just kind of made sense for us to bring his energy and his name into um, the company itself.
1: That's so cool, and the inspiration for the book for this beautiful like it's more than a book. It's a textbook. It's a course. It's a movement. It's something you want to play with. I love all the blank pages that you just are are so motivated to write in and journal in and doodle in and dream in, and it's uh, it's really wonderful. But what what inspired this whole major project?
2: Yeah, so happy to hear that. That's yeah, how you take it. So beautiful. Thank, thank you. You know, David and I'd been working together more as a I was took David on almost as a client to help him package his brilliance, which I believed just as being someone in his class, mm-hmm. that it was more physical and it was physical movement and physical wellness. Um, but David offered so much more, and so we were doing these workshops called Future Proofing, and they were so they were well received and, and David and I decided around I guess six months or so before the pandemic hit To explore actually doing it all together as opposed to me helping David produce um, his workshops. And so we started the Akira concept. Here we were locked down and given two weeks. And so David and I were like, let's write a book. And who knew that two weeks wasn't really two weeks? And so then we were gifted more time. And it's interesting because um, I coach clients through this and I do business development. And David and I, how many, versions of the table of contents, do you think?
0: Oh my play? goodness. Beasons and beasons <laughs> <of persons. laughs>
2: we just had this gift of time. We would yeah. go for, you know, 10 or 20 kilometer walks every day. You know, that was keeping us yeah. sane. And it was also an opportunity for us to be creative and figure out how we we're going to put this together. And it just, it grew and grew mm-hmm. as we went from taking what we thought we knew we wanted to say and help people with. To learning so much ourselves, diving way deeper ourselves and then sharing it. And so we've done that whole book's being done in house. So David and I sharing a desk for that was seven months. Um, and we did every character in that book together. We designed it. Wow. Published it. We've done the website. every Yeah. yeah.
1: You know what I love about this is a lot of our guests have said this, and, I, and I've said this myself, is when this is over, this pandemic, and thank goodness there's light at the end of the tunnel finally and it will be over, like when spring has sprung, if you will, you want to have something to show for it. And I just think that for anybody to take this book and really work with it and use it, not just read it once and put it away, but use it as your guide, have it on your nightside table, work with it on a daily basis, this could actually create a new you the best version of you when this is over what is wellness intelligence and how do you begin to discover your own wellness intelligence
2: okay that's a big one (laughs) it's a it's a big one but i mean it's the premise of everything we do so the 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 workbook is a basically a self guided you know discover journey to discover your own wellness intelligence if you're not working directly with david and i the workbook really does guide you it's 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 pretty beautiful and um, well thought out. But essentially, all of our work is based on the fact that everything's connected. Everything's connected. You can't pull one thing and not affect another. And so wellness intelligence is about understanding that everything is connected through practice. Um, And we have 14 foundations that are basically thoughts, concepts, and perspective. Um, to you know base that understanding on and then our work is broken down to into five what we call ladders breathe move fuel rest and connect i love that and when you practice in all of those things with this you know widened lens and a really broad scope of what you're doing with an open mind you achieve wellness intelligence which basically incorporates our eight dimensions of wellness um, physical, emotional, spiritual, environmental, social, mental, financial, and intellectual.
1: I love the last thing that you mentioned, because it reminds me I'm a life coach. And the work that I do as a life coach is I always begin with my bliss wheel of life. And it's very similar what you're doing with all of these, these wedges, physical, emotional, and it's so interesting. You'd never think, you know, financial wellness, but that that's a wedge in the wheel that has to be addressed. Just just like all the rest. So I love that you do that because it helps people identify where their areas of weakness might be, where they might want to improve. And
0: so not only is it one of the components, but just the understanding that it's connected to everything else, and our overall feeling of wellness and being is associated with the weakest component. It's it's governed by the weakest component of those eight dimensions. So, and one of the things that I find so fascinating myself is the skills that you need for one dimension are the same skills that you need for all the other dimensions. You just have to understand how to laterally shift those skills to the other dimensions so that you become a master of those as well. So it's actually quite simple. The whole idea of of living with wellness intelligence is actually a really simple um, idea. And that's
2: why we went back to the book format too, is, you know, people are saying it's like, Oh, it's a book. And you know, everything that's coming out is app based in technology. And we yeah. obviously love that. And we are planning on launching an online community. So people who are discovering their wellness and intelligence can all connect with each other. Awesome! Um, but the idea of a book, when was the last time you worked on a textbook, like where you held something in your hands, and it was a self guided yeah. course that way. And so, you know, that was deliberate
1: but it's a fun textbook. It's user-friendly. Like I'm excited to dive in. Stay tuned for the end of the show, everyone. We're giving an amazing giveaway uh, for a copy of this incredible book. So this is the day before Valentine's Day. Today is February the 13th. And we normally talk about loving our mates, significant others, our children, but you acknowledge that it all really begins with a commitment to self-care and self-love. Can you explain?
0: I guess we understand that it's impossible to love somebody else until you love yourself first. So the whole idea of of building this very, very deep connection and understanding of yourself has at its very essence love. So by doing this, you can take all that you've learned, you can take this fostered love that you've created, and you can share it with
1: others. And you have so much more energy and vitality and generosity of spirit to share.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So we talked about the wellness ladders and I just would love you to speak to the breathe ladder. Cause I found that fascinating. It's one of the five ladders.
0: Yeah. I, I think the really beautiful thing about breath is that it is the one thing that truly connects ourselves to the self. So just the idea that um, inhale and exhale, that's our, that's our foundational fundamental connection to life, to our own life. Um, and breath has the power to calm. It has the, pr- the power to excite. It has the power to elicit anger, to elicit all like just every, every feeling in the spectrum. So um, for me, breath is um, I think it's, it's a source of nourishment so I, I could go on at great length. I studied yoga at a very high level for years and years and years. And um, the essence of yoga, the essence of meditation, the essence of connecting to the self is all based on our ability to be with inhale and
1: exhale. I typically do a meditation at the end of every one of our shows. Mm. And uh, and I know that it's it's a life changer. You don't call it meditation. You call it unmeditate. Can you explain? <laughs>
0: So we have a a number of unwords and basically one of the things that we understand about meditation is that it's steeped in protocol and it's steeped in tradition. And because of that, it's inaccessible to many, many people. So I've I've spoken to so many people that say, I can't sit in Lotus or I can't quiet my mind.
2: Or I want (laughs) to meditate, but I haven't yet, or I'm uncomfortable in it, whatever it happens to be. We always tell people when we're describing it too, that when, Um, David and I first met and he was trying to get me to meditate. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. It's like, it's just not, I'm not comfortable. I have to sit a certain way. And he said, why do you, you can just, why don't you lie down? I said, what do you mean lie down? I would say, I'm, I go against the grain. I always have, I couldn't believe I waited for David to give me permission to lie down. And because they're, you know, going back to saying that we call ourselves unconventional idealists, um, it's, Labels are for tin cans, you know, labels aren't for things. And so meditation seems to carry with it
0: yeah. um, a lot
2: of label. And we just want to sort of unpack that and give people the freedom yeah. to find their breath or their stillness on their own terms. And so we have lots of ways yeah. of helping people um, get there. So they're no longer saying, I can't, or I, yeah. I don't
0: have time. Or What we do is we offer up such beautiful solutions that eventually... The solutions start to edge out the less than desirable um, aspect of what it is that you're doing. So just by the very nature of you knowing that you can be in any position you want and you can let your mind wander. And you can gently, yeah, you can fall asleep if you fall asleep because you needed to sleep.
1: Oh, that's lovely. That is so lovely. You also have at the end of each chapter an accountability checklist. I love that. Can you elaborate on that?
2: Most of our work comes from what people have told us they want directly. You know, we didn't interview people for the book. And so we took everything we've always heard people want, and they really do want motivation and accountability. Those are the two things. I mean, we even want that. We have that built in with each other in this work, which we're so fortunate to have. But most people want that accountability checklist um, or accountability built in. And when they get to the end of the chapter, you know, I even know, how many times I've read something or learned something. And at the end, I'm like, I get it. And somebody will ask me a question about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't get that at all. So it, it's a form. That checklist is a form of, if you didn't really get the essence of what was yeah. in that chapter that we want to, it's a place where you can go and revisit. Yeah. And I mean, the whole book is the last page is, you know, about happy middles. Yeah. And we just believe that even when you get to the end of a, a section or the end of the book, that it's all just part of yeah. your life, right? So it's yeah. something that you're going to use every single day. It's part of your toolbox.
1: That's so cool. You're evolving. And I also got this sense that it's almost like you're their life coaches and they can almost become their own portable coach by having that accountability page. Like how cool is that? Yeah. Right.
3: It's so really it's amazing. Yes. Thank, and, and thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's really cool. Um, you say that all change begins with only one start, a ripple. And I love that because a lot of people are stuck. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, it all starts with one. So you can't get anywhere. You know, the best way to get started is to get started usually. And we read a lot as well. So we draw inspiration from people who are so brilliant in, and if you read anything about building healthy habits or, you know, James Clear's Atomic Habits, or there's all these BJ Fogg tiny habits, it's all about small little things adding up. And a lot of the time, you know, if you look at this, you, you look at the size of this workbook, it's, it's big. And so it can be daunting and overwhelming. And all we do is for somebody who has a challenge looking at that one page a day, just do one page a day.
0: Awesome. Um, it's awesome. all moving in the right direction. The way the book is designed is it's designed to manage it one page at a time. So you don't have to go through a whole chapter.
1: Love that. It's not overwhelming. It's not. A, and I always say to people, don't make it into a big beluga. Just break it up into bite-sized pieces. And your book naturally does that, which is so cool. What is a thunderbolt moment?
2: So a thunderbolt moment. So it's another one of the things that we made up. Um, just to try and, you know, explain how everything we do really does matter. Everything's connected. So a thunderbolt moment, just something you you never know. If you're at the grocery store, And you smile or ask the cashier and you're talking to them and you say something nice, you compliment them or you buy the person behind you, you know, their drink at the coffee shop. Just Those little random acts of kindness that you do deliberately or not deliberately just by smiling and caring yourself in a certain way as you go about your day. And you really never know how that affects the other person. So, so often we would come home and, you know, I would tell my kids a story about something amazing that happened or something that I noticed, but it didn't actually involve, you know, direct connection, um, with the other person. So a thunderbolt moment is, I guess, another word that we talk about is kinesiosphere, the energy that you sort of envelops you, whether you are conscious or unconsciously communicating it.
1: Yeah. I love that. What are the three brains? So the three brains are the head, which is the
0: logical brain, the heart, which is the emotional brain, and the gut, which is the intuitive brain. There are neurological masses in all three centers that cause these parts of the body to actually think. And so there's this constant, um, there are super highways and neurological super highways between the head, the heart and the gut.
2: And we oh, all talk nice. about following your heart, or listening yeah. to your gut, or using your head. So it 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 all makes sense. But yeah. we often, again, that multi dimension. Like think of using all three of your yeah. brains
1: when you're making decisions. A decision. Don't just go with your heart or your. Fi- That's so cool. That's very very smart. So I love when you talk about intention setting. I'm such a believer in that. How can we make creating intentions sort of popularized by Dr. Wayne Dyer in his book, The Power of Intention? How can we make it work for us?
2: We both have so much to say on everything.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The
1: whole
0: idea of um, not having intentions instead of thinking about intentions. So to live a life that's absent of intention, um, what kind of life is that? So I think that, I think that virtually everybody has intentions. It it just depends on how prevalent they are in the way we go about living our lives. So for me, um, I guess I understand that all beings have intention. And so just to take that to a place where you build an intention that gives you positive guidance for the next period of time. And you talk about intention,
2: one of our ladders being connect, which yeah. is was something that was hard for me to wrap my head around, you know, And Dave kept saying, it's all about connection. So if we have intention, we all have intention and you use that ladder to think about connection, which is really being you know, conscious and yeah. deliberate about everything you do take your intention to, and you connect to it, it becomes so powerful. Yes.
1: Wow. More powerful than in, in isolation. So when you connect it sort of to mindfulness, absolutely. Well,
2: everything's connected, yeah. you know, I guess connect is our way of saying <laughs> mindfulness again, yeah. it's about being connected to all your decisions, no matter what you're shopping for or doing.
0: So Judy, what was really interesting was when Lisa and I were putting the book together and we went into the different chapters and we went into the different ladders and the different dimensions we kept being put back into a place where we realized that the discussion that we were having was the same discussion that we had with all of the other things that we Mm -hmm. talked about. And it became so clear to us that everything is connected and when you understand that. And when that sits at the forefront of your brain, that everything is connected, it just, it becomes so much easier.
2: So that's like David used to tell people, it's like they would say something in one of our workshops about their knee being sore. And David would say, well, you say but you know, that could be your hip. That yes. could be your ankle. It's because everything and David would change the way that they would stand and have them be aware of how they were standing with their foot. And they would say, oh my, like and my pain's knee pain's gone. And it just makes sense, right? It's not like brilliant. It's not based on it's, it's that everything's yeah. connected and you have to be aware of the whole.
1: That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Uh, you talk about karma and I'm, I'm a big believer in that as well. What is karma and how does it relate to all of this?
2: Simply, we both know Project Give Back and Ellen. So I guess oh my. you know, karma to me, it's like what you put out there is coming back to you. It's that whole boomerang effect and yeah. you know, do unto others as you would like there's just so many things and everything's a big circle, everything's connected, and so why wouldn't you act consciously? It shouldn't be something that you fear. Um, we both talk all the time about. You know don't not do something or do something because you're scared of mm-hmm. you know what happened just like be kind and do the best that you can and what you put out there understand it's going to come back to you and when it's good like ellen teaches yeah. like in spades like
0: in spades. Yeah. so true the most um, amazing thing that i think about karma is that it challenges me to give without expectation yeah. And yes
1: yeah absolutely true absolutely true Movement is so important. David, you were teaching, as we mentioned, 40, 40 fitness classes a week before this. Oh, my goodness. How have you reimagined yourself during this time and and reached out to people through and, and giving them movement classes? Are you doing things on Zoom? How are you helping people um, in this climate?
0: Yeah, I'm not doing anything on Zoom right now no because we're, we're doing so much at the desk. I, in the past, we did a lot of outreach through workshops. We call them future-proofing workshops. Nice. And we will do that again once we are allowed to go back out into society. You did them during the summer yeah.
2: outside when the weather allowed, yes. too. Yeah.
1: Nice, nice. Now, I want to ask you both about Reiki and how you help people using this wonderful practice. That I'm fascinated, and I, I would love to actually study Reiki with you guys. But that's another story. How does Reiki work, and how can you help people using Reiki?
2: David had taken Reiki before I took Reiki, and yeah. then, we, then we took our Level 1 and Level 2 together. with. Yeah. Like, I'm somebody who's really special to us. Um, but go ahead and um, how we use it. So
0: basically, um, it's about the energy and the way it moves through the body. And the I, I guess in a nut- nutshell, what Reiki is, is it's the power to help people to facilitate the unblocking of energy so that it moves smoothly. Um, and like when you look at energy, energy is essentially everything. So injuries or sickness are all energetic based so if you can through the skills that we have in terms of Reiki go in and help to massage and move and enhance and um, dispel all these different things that we would do essentially what you're doing on an energetic level is you're creating this profound sense of of being and operation and wellness when you do that
2: connection yeah
0: your books your books before we delivered them they were Reiki
2: That's so cool.
1: That's so cool. Okay. My favorite line in your kinesic chapter is where you say, quote, your energy introduces you before you do. Wow. Can you explain what that's all about? That was so powerful.
2: That's part of, you know, what builds your kinesiosphere. That's what we, another word that we made up. And I sort of mentioned that when we were discussing thunderbolt moments. So it's just how you carry your, your shoulder set, um, your smile, your energy, how you connect with others. It's so you don't need to say anything before you're giving off, um, a lot about yourself. What would you say on that?
0: Well, I would say that, um, and also very much about intuitive operation as well. So intuitively, Judy, when you, you are, you encounter somebody, you get feedback about where they are, whether they're happy, they're sad, whether they're um, disturbed about something. And this is all, um, it's that energy that we're enveloped in that just causes us when we move into a room or move into somebody else's space, we actually share that energy with them. So your happiness and big smile is affecting me. So that's your kinesiosphere. And uh, vice versa, I'm having some sort of impact on you as well through that energetic
1: I'm loving, I'm loving this. I, I I keep thinking, there's so many things I'm thinking, but I keep thinking this should be like a five-part series <laughs> because we could go on and on. And I know I, I'm seeing the time, but we're actually going to go to a short commercial break. and we come back, we're going to talk about some affirmations that our listeners can do right now to feel happier and better back in a moment. We are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zuma Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we are joined by unconventional idealists and health and wellness experts, David Newton and Lisa Borden, having a fascinating conversation. And just before the break, I, I, I wanted to talk about affirmations. But before that, I just wanted to ask you about chakras. Because the whole time um, I was reading it, I, was, I kept going to my fourth heart chakra. Uh, it's about, It's almost Valentine's Day. How do chakras help keep you connected and balanced?
0: How do they keep us connected and balanced? Well, each chakra has a specific position on the body. Fundamentally, there are seven. There are many more than that. But we work with the root and the sacral and the solar plexus and the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. And each one has color associated with it. It has vibration. It has characteristic Uh, The heart chakra is a really interesting one because it actually sits between three very ethereal and three very grounded chakras. So it's kind of like a gateway that allows our humanness, our physicalness, to commune with our spiritual. So the heart chakra is a very, very beautiful chakra in that sense. And so I guess my explanation of this would lead me to say to you that it just it makes sense that we need to make sure that they're all very balanced in order for us to live in a very balanced way. And that's that free flowing balance yeah. talks about, you know, the energy being able to move.
1: That's so lovely Affirmations. So some people um, are afraid of them or they don't know how to get into them or how to start them or how to create their own, which I always say is one of the best ways. What do you say about affirmations and how, cause I, I really believe in them as well and how they can help people just feel more hopeful. And as we're facing, you know, this new, round in the, in this pandemic, how can affirmations help us get through a time like this? I guess
2: you got that question. Cause there is a whole section of that in the book um, yeah. and helping people, you know, work through doing it. And one of the things is being positive is lovely, but we all almost think it's, you know, you should be allowed to feel full spectrum yes. as well. And so to sit with all of your emotions. So we prefer the term optimistic. So Instead of being negative, you know, the affirmation gives you an opportunity to be optimistic about something or hopeful yeah. about something. We're about hope and self care. Writing your own affirmations is it's such a personal thing because that's why you have to be connected. And that's why it's further back in the book is because there's all getting to know yourself in terms of all that movement and all those practices before
0: you. The tangible.
1: Can we create one now for the listeners for Valentine's day that people can sort of have to hold on to what would be a lovely affirmation just about love and self care and, and all of that.
0: So I think, um, a really significant affirmation for me was to stand in front of a mirror and look at myself in the eye and tell myself that I love you. So I think that when I I first started doing it, I didn't believe myself. But I think that when we, we speak, our words are for our own selves to hear most. So I started to listen to myself, say to myself, I love you. And then I started to believe it And then I started to embrace it. And then what that did was it allowed me to take that same, I love you and look at somebody else directly in the eye and from a very profound place, say, I love you as well. So the perfect Valentine's Day uh, affirmation.
1: I love that. That's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So. One of the things I think we've all learned in this pandemic, I actually just had Melissa Grello on the show and she said this in in one of her closing remarks, which is to notice what is there, what is good as opposed to what we don't have and what is not there. So how do we learn how to cultivate gratitude and appreciation?
2: Hmm, I think I, you know, you ask such great questions and they're like each a show unto themselves. <laughs> um, you know, I, I personally believe that it is the little things. And if you are present, if you learn to be present in the moment, then the gratitude and appreciation is there. Um, I guess similar to the decision and the undecision, if you pay attention to your three brains, when you're You know, it's almost you don't need to sit. It's not really difficult to decide because you're connected to what you're doing. Um, So being grateful and appreciative, uh, finding gratitude. I mean, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I have to work extra hard to be present so that I can find my gratitude and perspective on what I'm doing. But I really do believe that if you are present, whether it's in nature or at your desk, or when you're hugging somebody, that there is deep and profound gratitude and appreciation. It's a byproduct. Yes.
1: I love that. I've spent so much time on the first book that I know we have to get to the other book. Uh, By the way, at the end of the book, everyone, there's a wonderful dictionary called the lexicon with these fabulous definitions. And it's just it's so great. Um, let's just go to the other book because I know we're almost out of time and I want to devote some time to this other beautiful little book that was just published. So congratulations on that as well. It's called No Worries. And at the front of the book, you say worry gets you nowhere fast. What was the inspiration behind this colorful and engaging little book?
2: Well, you know, we only, this was published two months after the workbook. So that's how quickly we did it. Yeah. Um, but it does not mean that there's not so much substance in there. And the workbook, as you see, is it's it's a beautiful self guided right. journey, but it's black and white. It leads lots of space. You really govern how you take yeah. that journey. The no worries is it's bright. It's it's lighthearted. Mm-hmm. It's fun approach to worry, which we say that we're reformed for worriers. Oh, same. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> And just to understand that worry and guilt are sort of, they're useless. They really do not provide you with anything um, of substance. Right. And so we embrace, we use all five ladders. So there's examples yeah. through the book, but it's not a workbook, even though there are practices and exercises and affirmations and intentions and all of that yeah. in there, but it just, it's fun and happy.
0: So even though it's a standalone book, it's also a companion book to the workbook itself. It really does follow the same philosophies and trends and understandings.
2: And it's just an easier way yeah. to sort of buy into discovering your wellness intelligence. It's once you, once you work with us, um, two on one, as we like to say, or, you know, buy either book so you have it in your possession yeah. and read it, it leads you to really the same place. Yeah. It's just a different point of entry, much,
0: much more lighthearted and just colorful and engaging. And yeah. Little tidbits of information that don't cause you to go any deeper than you really want to go, whereas the workbook challenges you to go deep.
1: I think they work in tandem. I think they're beautiful together. And I love the color. I love the pink pages and the orange and the happy yellows and blues. It's fabulous. I'm just gonna very briefly go through some of these things. Just I'm looking for one sentence answers as they're telling me to wrap, but I really want our listeners to, to get some of this gorgeous stuff in this book. So in the No Worries book, how important is water? essential. essential. Oh. Can't live without it. And we all forget, look, I have this big bottle here, this water <laughs> jug here. And, and I, I, honestly, I got it from your book after reading the no worries book. I thought, okay, Judy, get back to the water. So it's great. Um, why is it so important to be in nature? Nature wins
3: yeah.
0: everything. Nature is our greatest teacher.
1: Greatest mentor.
0: Yeah. Greatest mentor and nature always wins as Lisa yeah. It
2: has yeah. the solution to everything. And it feels good. You know, you talk about all dimensions of wellness. Yeah. Nature has the answer.
1: How can you stop worrying very briefly? And you have to read the book to really know how to stop worrying, but what what is a quick tip for everyone out there listening on how to stop worrying?
0: Be present. Yeah. And I, th- I think the most important thing is to understand that we're never going to stop worrying, but we can be comfortable in and understand our worries
1: lovely how can we all become hopeaholics and i love that pink page <laughs> well it's the it's the
2: same thing it's like the answer to everything yeah. is is about really being present and understanding what we do have because there's always something that we
1: have. that's awesome and another favorite page in the book and it's also pink there's a theme here because of valentine's day uh open your heart what does that mean
0: <laughs> so, to, so open uh, to operate with an open heart would be to i guess understand that love is the essence of everything. And so when you interact with others and you interact with yourself, that it comes from the foundation of love.
2: That's lovely. And that physical movement can be energetic movement yeah. as well. In know, yeah. there, that there's an exercise to open your heart, you know, physically and yeah. energetically that has an effect yes. in, in so many other ways.
1: Awesome. What is bliss for Lisa Borden?
2: You know, I would say it's as simple as possible. It's just about being present.
1: It's just about being in the here and now. Nice. And what is bliss for David Newton?
0: I think bliss is something that I experience on a day-to-day basis. So um, Lisa and I have had many conversations about how it's possible to be happy and sad simultaneously. So I believe that I always hold on to a sense of bliss, even when I'm not in a blissful place. So that's what it is for me.
1: What is the main take home you'd like people to get from the big book, the little book from all of it? Like, is there one main take home you want to leave people with on this, the day before Valentine's day?
2: Really that anything is possible. Anything is possible. Like open your mind, open your mind, open your heart, believe in yourself. Anything's
0: possible. And I think it's just to understand that we can do this. We can through one step at a time, One action at a time, we can take on our wellness and kind of reverse all of the trends that we see in life and society today.
1: That's fantastic. You are two wonderful people on this planet that are truly making the world a better place. And it's it's just been so delightful to have you, Lisa Borden and David Newton, and your two wonderful books, which I think everyone should get both of these books. And first being the Akira State Workbook. And the second being No Worries, Intelligent Self-Care, Doable Stress Relief, and Optimistic Thoughts for a Happier Life. In fact, We are having an exciting giveaway, which will give listeners a chance to win these books along with so much more. So please stay tuned for more details at the end of the show. Lisa and David, what is the best way for people to get your books? I know they're available on Amazon and how can they connect with you on social media?
2: The is the portal to everything. You can access our community there. You can access our social media there. Um, our emails and of course our shop where we yeah. have our, our books are included and we are, we always answer everything. Yeah. So please reach out. We love, we love connection and engagement.
0: So one of the things uh, that we believe in is we believe in being in the trenches. So we spend most of our time in the trenches. So if somebody local buys a book from us, we actually take the time out of our day to walk or drive and hand deliver it with a hello and a show of support and a gratitude for the, these people taking the time.
1: Wow. I want to thank you both, Lisa Borden, David Newton, for being here today. It's been so wonderful having you, truly. We're going to go on a short commercial break. When we come back, we will meet our featured
5: artists back in a moment.
1: We are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're joined now by our next guest and featured artist, Mika Barnes. Born in Vienna and raised in Canada, Mika Barnes cut his teeth in the cabaret and jazz clubs of the city while still a teenager before touring the world as a member of the a cappella vocal group, The Nylons. A Juno Award nominee since then, Barnes has developed as an international solo artist with top charting hits, including the Billboard number one, Welcome to My Head, and number one jazz albums new york stories and vegas breeze mika is also an internationally respected vocal performance and career strategy coach the best i've actually experienced it and mika's latest video single which he's here to talk about end of a love affair has just passed 100k views on youtube and it's the latest from mika's most recent number one iTunes jazz album Vegas Breeze. Mika, welcome to Finding Your Bliss.
4: Thank you so much, Judy. What a pleasure to join you.
1: Isn't this amazing that we can do this with technology even yeah. in these times from our remote home studios and it's it's almost like being at Zoomer. It's pretty close. Pretty. Mika, it's so great to have you, especially today on our Valentine's Day show with your torchy barstool ballad hit song, The End of a Love Affair, which, as I just mentioned, has had over 100,000 views on YouTube, and it's created a real sensation. And the minute I heard it, I knew we had to have you and the song on the show. So first of all, congratulations. It's really fantastic.
4: Thank you, my darling. I so appreciate it.
1: What was the inspiration for the song The End of a Love Affair and how did it all evolve?
4: So I've always been looking for the right bar stool ballad for the Vegas collection. You know, the guys who get yeah, on the middle of the big Vegas show, they, you go over, the lights dim and the dude sits on the stool and sings you about his broken heart. And that's a real part of that Vegas um, entertainer tradition. But I wanted a tune that really spoke to me personally. And I've always loved that song. It's one mm-hmm. of those torchy ballads that have the lyrics are so, so And so I thought, gee, if I could make a version of this and I began working on it with my band towards the album. And eventually we brought in the arrangers and and made sure that we gave it that bossa nova sensuality. Mm. I I wanted people to feel that sort of almost the sexy, torchy vibe. You know, it's weird how it can feel good to feel bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. You know, we're on the radio, of course, Mika, and so our listeners can't see what I saw in the video, but I encourage all of our listeners to go to YouTube to see Mika Barnes' video, and I just want to spell Mika for you, it's M-I-C-A-H, for those who don't know, Mika Barnes' video, The End of a Love Affair, because... The video's production is just sensational. It reminded me of an old jazzy Hollywood movie back in the 40s or something. Can you tell us how this magnificent video all came together? Well, Judy, I'm glad
4: you like it because we sweated for this one. I'll tell you. (laughs) I had to learn how to do this beautiful Latin dance with my partner, Laura Desiree. I am not a Latin dancer. I, you know. That was new for me.
1: <laughs> but you're a great dancer. I've always known you as a phenomenal dancer. Well, thank you. I got
4: some early training when I was a kid and it helped. But we brought in choreographer Dana Techash, and she's a fantastic... She's a directing and choreographing come from away. So she was a real star to bring into the room. And Laura and I did our very best to keep her happy. And then the production got shut down because we did a great big... We did a couple of days, and then... We went on to lockdown late February of last year. And then we had to wait. And we, when it opened back up in the fall, we, we, we went back at it. And that's when we completed the, the shooting. But the key thing was the romance that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The idea that, that I'm, st- I'm remembering this beautiful time that I had with this special lady. And we really wanted to capture that old school flavor that was oh. to us.
1: You you really achieved that. You really accomplished that. And I just, I, I found it to be just magnificent. It's such a treat. The end of a love affair. Without further ado, let's have a listen to Mika Barnes singing
3: The End of a Love Affair. So I walk a little too fast And I drive a little too fast Reckless, it's true, but what else can you do at the end of a love affair? So I talk a little too much, and I laugh a little too much. And my voice is too loud when I'm out in a crowd. Isn't really a smile at all So I smoke a little too much And I drink just a little too much And the tunes I request are not always the best But the ones where the trumpets play so of a maddening pace And I pretend that it's taking your place But what else can you do at the end of a love affair? I drink a little too much And the tunes I request Are not always the best But the ones where the trumpets Blare I go out of maddening pace And I pretend that it's taking your place But what else can you do At the end of a life
1: sounds so gorgeous in this I really love the song it's spectacular oh thank
4: you my darling I so appreciate it
1: (laughs) happy valentine's day
4: (laughs) happy valentine's day
1: you and your viewers (laughs) Mika what is the best way for people to hear the song and watch the video and follow you on social media
4: Everything in Mika Barnes' world is available from MikaBarnes.com, but you know the YouTube and the Facebook and the Instas—all there, and that way they can click straight through to the video. And, and I would love for them to see it.
1: That's so awesome! And we're also going to post the video on our social media and website as well at FindingYourBliss.com. And I want to thank you so much, Mika Barnes, for being on the show today. Will you come back for a longer interview so we can really catch up properly and hear about all of the exciting things coming up for you and beyond?
4: Judy, I would be honoured. I find your show inspirational. I love what you're giving to the people. And it uh, would be my honour and my pleasure to be a part, uh, part of the show moving forward. That would be great.
1: Thank you so much, Mika. That's so fantastic. We can't wait. And thanks again to Mika Barnes. Each week, we spotlight a singer-songwriter or a musician on the show. If you're a singer, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. Also, we encourage you to visit us at Finding Your Bliss Magazine and be sure to sign up for Bliss News. And of course, you can follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. In Bliss News, we're excited to announce that courtesy of Lisa Borden and David Newton, we are running one of the most fabulous contests to date. The Wellness Intelligence Kickstart, valued at $450, provides you with a kickstart session with both Lisa and David, where you will receive guidance to get you on the right path as you begin the Akira State Workbook. Here's what this incredible giveaway includes a copy of the Akira State Workbook, valued at $125, which is just like having your own personal coach, a personal intake assessment, an initial custom session, with David and Lisa, and a membership to the Wellness Intelligence Collective, the Akira Concepts private online community launching this spring. And you will also receive a copy of their book, No Worries, Intelligent Self-Care, Doable Stress Relief, and Optimistic Thoughts for a Happier Life. To enter this fantastic wellness contest, all you have to do is go to the Akira contest post on my Instagram account at The Bliss Minute. Tag two friends and follow at the Akira concept and at the bliss minute and begin your wellness intelligence journey. The contest closes on Wednesday, February 17th at 6 PM for contest details. All you have to do is go to the bliss minute on Instagram. I would like to thank my guests, Lisa Borden, David Newton, and Mika Barnes for being here today. Also a big thank you to everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. This show has been recorded by Squadcast. For all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Brack. wishing you all a very happy Valentine's Day. And I hope that you all take one step closer to finding your bliss.